All right, the Colorado Avalanche with their six-game losing streak, that's gone because they sh- – well, I was going to say they show up. They don't really show up to a game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is fighting for a playoff spot, and boy, did it show. So the Avs lose this one 5-2. to two. A lot to get to with this one. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. I'm Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel. Over on the YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext? Link to that is in the show notes where you can converse with Kyle and I one on one. All right, sir. Uh, the Avalanche with a five to two loss to Pittsburgh. So let's dive into this thing because, um, you know, you, you heard maybe that eh, at some point, you know, the, the, the losing streak or the losing streak, the winning streak is going to end at some point. I don't think they're going to ride this out to the end of the year, um, but it kind of ended in like spectacular fashion. I just did not like how the Avalanche played this game. Sure, go ahead and give Pittsburgh some credit for kind of forcing the issue with the Avalanche and kind of forcing them out of their their game they really did and and they had a lot more to play for i don't want to sit here and say the avalanche didn't have anything to play for but in terms of uh you know playoff spot the 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 penguins were kind of on the outside looking in for this game they needed these points to now be on the inside of a playoff spot uh for the avalanche though i mean it was an important game you could have been a, a top of the division for for getting these two points um I, I don't know, man. I, I just was not comfortable with how the Avalanche just seemed to be out of their element this entire game, which was a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, it was clear. The first period, it was, you kind of had the feeling like this is going to be a rubber match. I can't wait to see how this breaks. Mm-hmm. At the end of one, when you get into that period, the intermission, you were excited to see how they would come out in the second period. And then you see where these two teams are. Pittsburgh has lost four in a row up until this game. Now they reverse that. Colorado won six in a row doing avalanche things. Well, coming out in that second period, just doing avalanche things with a team that is desperate to get back in. Like this could be the first time that Pittsburgh misses the playoffs since Sidney Crosby has been a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's Mm. something you don't want to happen. Mm. So they are going to fight tooth and nail and, it also helps that you're also you're toppling the Colorado Avalanche defending Stanley Cup champions. The Penguins had a lot riding for them. The Avalanche, you could do Avalanche things, but when you're getting hit in the mouth and just that energy and that desperation, you saw that take the Avalanche out of their game, out of sync. The passes were weird. The offensive zone transitions, those ugly things are coming back. It was just a weird second and third period, and the Penguins capitalized. Yeah, I, I, the Avalanche flat out just got outplayed. 
They really did. And, and you know, when the game was even, when it was, you know, 0-0, and, you know, Pittsburgh got uh, two goals pretty quickly in that second. You had the Sidney Crosby one where he just turned Sam Gerrard around, um, and he, you know, the, the backhand, which he's oh so known for. Um, and then Jay Gunsel got one a couple minutes later. Um, you know, normally you'll, you'll see that and be like, man, like, okay, stuff like that happens. Um, but I, I, I just, not that I'm going to sit here and say like, oh, the apps can't come back from that. Sure, they can. But they were going to have to battle to do it. You felt like it was going to be a battle because they were, they weren't, things were not coming easy for them in this game and they have been over the the last six games they've been in control of a lot of those games pittsburgh took control of that game and once they got the lead it was it was a climb it was a mountain to climb and sure they they got one back with the jt goal, and then you know they, they get another one back a little bit a little bit later in the third on the power play from from devon taves and like okay this is it again like i didn't it wasn't like oh, I'm going to shut the game off, yeah. uh, but you just felt like it's going to have to be a dogfight to get back into it. And then when they gave up the other one on an absolutely beautiful play um, to Jeff Carter, who we will be talking about in a minute, um, nothing Georgiev could do on that goal. That was just a beautiful pass and a beautiful redirect um, to make it four to two. You felt like that's really it, even though that was a little bit later in the it, what. It, you felt that way, not because the Evs didn't have a lot of time to work with. You just felt that way because it was such a grind to get to three to two. And now they, they've pushed ahead uh, four to two. I think there was maybe six minutes left at that point in time. You just didn't have a good feeling. You, you didn't. And and it was a struggle for the Avalanche to really you know gain it. They had some good possessions. I don't want to make it say here and just seem like Pittsburgh completely uh, dominated them. Pittsburgh dominated. But it, but the Avalanche had opportunities, and when they weren't converting on them, you're like, I don't know when the next one's going to come. Yeah, and you you saw when Pittsburgh was outplaying the Avalanche, they resorted back to bad habits that we've seen previously throughout the season, where mm. the defense would break down. Like you saw Sam Gerrard, um, that was kind of embarrassing, and it doesn't help that it's on national TV. And then you had overpassing and trying to be cute, um, New Hook. Could have had a goal, oh, and what is he doing? There, yeah, man? that come on, new hook. It's you're getting in your head. You're playing the game between the ears, and you're not just playing it on the ice. And you you see nobody wanting to step up in that moment. You didn't see that killer instinct from the moose, Miko Rantanen, or Nathan McKinnon. It was absent. Like you were waiting on the guy to step up, and it was like everybody was looking around, like not me, who's got it. And there was a lot of that. It was 40 Everyone minutes. Was touching of, their nose. Like, yeah. Not me. <laughs> not me. Not me for 40 minutes. Like, it's right. not me. That's why you had a taser laser and a JT Comfort goal. Like, those are the guys that step up when nobody else will. They're never the takeover kind of guys. And nobody wanted to take over. It almost felt like an inconvenience well, to the abs at that time. And it, it was it was frustrating seeing all these things fall apart. And then when they pull your give at the end. You had that glimmer of hope, like, okay, they're going to wake up now. But then when uh, they tried to go for a goalie goal, you're like, okay, they're not even – it's over. Just put your hands up. We're done. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I, you always see Nathan McKinnon, you know, his, his effort is really, like, unmatched. And he and he 
was out there trying. I, I just he was just given no space. Yeah, and there, there's times where defenders kind of get afraid of what he can do and and embarrass you, so they step off a little bit and they do give him, him a little bit space, and then he can just make you look foolish. And Pittsburgh was not afraid of him. They 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 were like, if you're gonna beat us, fine. Like you, like you're 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 that talented. Where if you get around us, we'll just explain it away as Nathan McKinnon doing Nathan McKinnon things. But that doesn't mean we're just gonna let you do that. Yeah. And they were on him. They never gave him time and space. They like he he was trying his best. Same thing with Miko Ranton. And Miko Ranton doesn't have the 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 puck handling skills that Nathan McKinnon has, but he's got them. Mm-hmm. And you know, going through the neutral zone, they were clogging up the neutral zone. Pittsburgh was just doing everything right on how to slow down and stop the Avalanche. They're they're a speedy team. I don't think Pittsburgh is that fast, but they were hanging with them, and they were they were not letting them get these outlet passes and just get a full head of steam. Easier said than done, but when you have a, a two goal lead, you can kind of you know take maybe a, a chance or two if if you wanted to. If you want to sit back, that's when Avalanche can hurt you. And you also have to realize that defense isn't scared because that defense has to play in the East. When you have Ovechkin, you have the Rangers. Like, those are your night-in, night-out opponents. You're Mm -hmm. playing East teams, and everybody knows how good the East is. So if you're telling the Penguins' defense, like, watch out for Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr's not there, so Miko and Nate, watch out for them. That's fine. Two guys, we're cool with that. They're not getting scared. They're just playing that grit grindy defense that Pittsburgh has played since color television. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned Kale McCarr was not there. It was not because of a Jeff Carter hit, but Kale McCarr did miss some time because of a the, of Jeff Carter hit the last time we played against these Pittsburgh Penguins. And nothing was done about it. I have issues with that. We will talk about that in a second. But first, we are going to hear from indeed and if you're hiring you need indeed because indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process, find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed's instant match assessments and virtual interviews. And with Indeed Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements with instant match over 90 percent of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their first post according to indeed data and start hiring right now with a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on the offer is valid through march 31st so not much time left so go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your 75 dollar credit once again, that ends on March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So, uh, Avalanche fans and Pepperidge Farm remembers <laughs> when uh, Jeff Carter threw an errant elbow that connected with Kale McCarr, who missed 
some time because of that. And he was in the concussion protocol for a while and uh, then played another game and then, you know, was out again, maybe because of another hit, but still lingering effects from that, from that Carter hit. It was the first time we've seen him since uh, that hit. Obviously, you only play Pittsburgh twice. Um, I was thinking, you know, Curtis McDermott is back, but he is also coming back from, you know, a concussion. So I was still thinking maybe there's something there that the avalanche, I guess you can use the term retaliate. You know what I mean? I kind of felt like you have to. You have to do something. This guy, intentional or not, and that's debatable. That's a whole other conversation. Um, laid out your superstar. Not just a, a fourth-line guy or a third-pairing guy. That would still be as bad. What he did was it didn't matter where you are on the superstar spectrum, uh, but we're talking about Kale McCarr here, the golden boy. This is the future, and this is the present. And the avalanche didn't lay a finger on him. I got a big problem with that for a couple of reasons, but I'll let you speak. Go ahead. I'm curious to hear your reasons because mm -hmm. I saw I saw this kind of going around on Twitter and some fan sites, and I, I I'm curious when it comes to going after Jeff Carter and retaliation. Mm -hmm. Let's say you lay him out. Let's say you send McDermott after him. Okay. It's five for fighting. You start off TNT broadcast, the tilt, the the Donnie Brook. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bring Kale McCarr back. It's got nothing to do with but, that, man. Uh, it's it but what got nothing what, to do with that. What are you gaining? Like letting him at, at this point, Kale McCarr is out for something else. Right. Um, but you can't control that. I mean, you can't control it. If this happened in October and then you don't see him until now, like I said, Pepperidge Farm remembers. You remember these things. And you, and you, you know, eye for an eye, if you ask me, eye for an eye. And no, it doesn't bring Kale McCarr back. I, that, that's not my point. The point is other teams are looking at this now saying, we can go after the avalanche and they will do nothing. You don't want to be known as that team. Trust me. You don't want to be known as that team. The avalanche are being looked at right now as soft because they didn't retaliate. And, and, and if it is a Curtis McDermott thing where he, he just had a concussion and you don't want him to go back into a fight right away, I can understand that. And maybe if you had Josh Manson there, you have a couple guys that you can. Even if you had, even if you had Eric Johnson there, I mean, there's other guys that could have stepped in. Who could have done it in this with this team? That's where I'm stuck because I don't really know who could have stepped in. You know, Andreas Englund isn't here anymore. He couldn't have done it. It was really Curtis McDermott or nobody, and the Avalanche chose nobody. And I'm not saying I don't say it and be like the Avalanche are like a, a laughing stock for not doing this. But it's really kind of frustrating because team, team, I, I'm scared now of what teams. I don't know if they're going to go headhunting or or anything like that. But other teams are not afraid now that the Avalanche are going to do something. This is this is this is the bro code. These are the unwritten rules of hockey. You go after our guy, we're going after yours. It's it's the way that it's worked in this league 
forever. And the Avalanche did not do a thing. And I'm, re- I'm re- we're recording this right after the game is over. So I don't know if it's been asked in any of the press conferences yet. And maybe we'll, we'll, when we're done here, we'll go look that stuff up to see if it was asked and why the Avalanche didn't do anything. I really want to hear an answer. And maybe that is it. Maybe it is the Curtis McDermott just coming back from a concussion thing. And we really don't have anybody else that can go after him. Because the fact that you didn't, I'm not not happy about it. And you mentioned the the TNT thing. All the more reason to do it. That's why people tune in. That's the NASCAR people watching for the the car crashes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think everything was there for you know, right for the picking to do that and uh, to not do it. Imagine if you're Cam McCarr right now. Do you feel like it, my team's not backing me? I don't, uh, would you have that mentality? I don't know if that statement is being made. It's it's one of those every time we've talked about when it comes to like the Truba hit on Nathan McKinnon last year, the Taylor Hall hit that broke Nathan McKinnon's nose. EJ went after him and wouldn't get that off his back, and it became a detriment to where he got benched. And then you had mm-hmm. the St. Louis series and everything going on there, and you didn't. And we used to chalk it up to the avalanche will hurt you on the scoreboard. And I feel like that is the Colorado avalanche right now. You're not, if because you're not going to put yourself in more of a bind because you see players getting hurt in fights and with Mm -hmm. an injury depleted team as it is, what good, what good does it do if you're going to send some, a Curtis McDermott, who's already at like at 60% to go throw hands and then probably lose him maybe into the playoffs mm-hmm. because we're, we're knocking on the door. No, um, I, I mean, that, that make, I get that. I get and, that. And w- I'd still do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, and I'm, I'm saying this, like I'm, I love the, the taking up for your teammates. I'm all about the old school hockey, old time hockey, taping up foil on your knuckles and everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what you would gain from avenging something that it's if this was fresh if this was recent um and this wasn't like the I mean, reason kale mccarr is long ago well it's not the reason yeah, kale no. mccarr is still out like if if kale know, mccarr but... if kale right. mccarr hasn't played a game since the jeff carter hit i say every reason in the world to do it he's come back and he's gone back out mm-hmm. i i i just don't I would have done it, it, you know, uh, no matter when it would have happened. The next time you play them, you you remember that stuff, right? So during the course of the game, you either do it right in the beginning, get it over with, or the game the game's out of hand. You know what I mean? Like when 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 the uh, I shouldn't say it's out of hand. Uh, when Pittsburgh got the empty net goal, you know now it's five to two, right? So it's over. Now do it. Well, then now do at it at that- the end. At that point, it's not so much you're avenging Kale McCarr. It's frustration. You're so, oh, so you're losing five to two. Yep. Uh, they're going after Jeff Carter. I feel like yep. you lose that that morale victory by going after him late. And if you go after him early, those referees are not keeping track of Jeff Carter laid out Kale McCarr, who's not here. They're not thinking about that. No, but they, if they, they're not involved in this, but it doesn't concern them. But Stand if, aside, Stripes. We're going <laughs> to handle this ourselves. I'm just like, if you start the game out with a Tilly, those refs are going to be calling the game even more ridiculous nah, than they did all the way through that game. I, I, I 
can almost guarantee you the refs had it in the back of their mind that it could happen. It could happen. They, they know. They're, they're not going into this thing blind, right? They know it could happen. So if it does, you, you let it happen, and then that's it. And then, and then we're done. And I think that's that's the the you know how this it works in this sport is we're gonna you know re- retaliate in some sort of way and then it's over and we're done with it you know what I mean this isn't you know we're just gonna keep going after uh, Nazem Kadri like like the Blues did over and over and over again for his like I get it you go after him once and it's over they kept on it that's ridiculous we get it but for this it's just you took our guy out. And and we're just gonna have a little little scrum and and get it over with. It doesn't have to be this knockout, drag them out. Even if it was just, you know, uh, uh, wrestling, just you know, hugging or whatever you want to do, just show him like, dude, like we didn't appreciate that. And I'm not, I'm not looking for a bloodbath. But I'm looking for something, something. And the Avalanche did nothing. And now you can't because the for this season. The next time that you could potentially see them is in the Stanley Cup final, and it's not going to happen there. And now you can't drag it into next year because now now that statute of limitations is is completely passed. So the Avalanche missed an opportunity. I really think they did. I understand everything that you're saying, but uh, and I don't want to say I don't want to put Kale McCarr up on this pedestal and say because it's him they should have done it. But there is some truth to that, and I don't want to sit here and say like if it happened to like uh, Cogliano or something like that, the Avalanche wouldn't have done anything because he's a fourth-line guy. They still should have, like, you know, stood up for their man. But the fact that it, it's Kale McCarr, like I said in the beginning of this discussion, people are looking at that and saying, wow, if I want to take a run at Nathan McKinnon, if I want to take a run at Miko Rantanen, I'll, I'll get a penalty for it, and then that's it. I will. I will say this in closing. If the Avalanche avenged every injury and um, kind of cheap shot throughout the yeah. year, we would not be sitting in the place that well, we are now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and you can't do that. You can't go after every. I get that, but this one was uh, when it happened. Uh, us Avalanche fans were were none too pleased, and I think there were some of them, myself included, sitting there thinking like, "All right, I'm not, I'm not saying like you know." you're going to lay out Carter, uh, but just show him shouldn't have done that, bro. It might've been said in between the benches or maybe after the anthem, you never know. I want to hear from people in the comments. Are you on uh, my thinking? Or are you on Kyle's Kyle's thinking where it's like, yeah, but what really would it have, have solved? Let us know. All right, let's hear from FanDuel, and then uh, we'll wrap this thing up and um, get to our sound check, too. So, uh, all right, FanDuel, the tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, two-point scores, and three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. 
And you can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So uh, real quick before I get to like stats, because I want to bring this up in the beginning. Um, I, I got home a little bit later. Like it was right around like the first period was just ending when I got home. So I caught up through the first intermission. And the reason why I was late is because I went to a trivia night with my uh, my uncle. Right. Ooh. My my uncle's uh, he, he loves doing like they do it once a month at this golf course that he's a part of and he loves doing it. And uh, my brother and I go with him. We're pretty good, man. Like we're, we, we've won three, three months in a row. Not kidding. That's so um, one of the questions yeah, tonight, what is the national sport of Canada? Would it not be one would think. Oh, it's curling. See, I, I knew it wasn't hockey. Yeah, and and I know it wasn't hockey because of this this book right here. When I went to go visit my uh, my friend in North Carolina, in back in November, um, I took this book with me on the plane. This is Wayne Gretzky's mm. uh, Ninety Nine Stories of the Game. Um, fantastic book, by the way, and that is a signed copy right there. So oh my word! So, yeah, so. I, I remember reading in that book him saying, uh, you know, it's not the national hockey's not the national sport. And I could not for the life of me remember what he said was. We went with curling. And and I think some other uh teams did the same. Other teams did say hockey. It is not hockey, it is not curling. It is lacrosse. Lacrosse mm. is the national sport of Canada. Useless information 101 that you get here. That's not useless. I mean, that's kind of interesting. But wow. Yeah, right? Right. There you go. Um, mm. So let me bring up uh, the stats from this game that is not the national sport of Canada. Um, <laughs> the Penguins with 45 shots on goal. Yeah. That hasn't happened in a little while for the Avs. And the Avs did get 30. Okay. Can live with that. Your face-off percentage was 59% to 41% in favor of the Penguins. Uh, the Avalanche did go one for three on the power play. Well, the Penguins went two for four. And, man, did it really upset me that the Avalanche did not get that high-sticking call um, that the stick came up and nailed Bowen Byram. They were on a penalty. They were on a power play. That would have brought them into a five-on-three to start the third period. Don't tell me that wouldn't have been a big yeah. deal for them to to get, uh, uh, hopefully, an early goal in the third period, and then you have that entire period to work with to get you know the equalizer. I don't know how they missed it. It was you know open ice that was happening right on the blue line. You saw Byram's head just snap back. No call. Yeah, don't know why. And there was a lot of dumb penalties the Avalanche incurred early there in that were. game. And you a thought lot of that, reaching, a lot yeah, of reaching by the Avs. You would have thought that Bo Byram call would have been a makeup at some point or justified a makeup, but no, mm -hmm. that it did not happen. Nope. So the Avs did not do themselves any favors when it came to dumb penalties. No, nope. uh, but they they started they, they kind of hit a little bit of a stride in the third when they got that power play goal by Taves, which was like a sweep shot almost. It was a weird looking shot by him, but he got it through. Um, and, and you, you they, they were starting to pick things up a little bit and then, you know, the Penguins get that, that fourth goal. And that was just a backbreaker. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is now at 90. 
He's got 90 points on the season, so a handful of games to go. Can he get 10 more points? I definitely think he's on his way to 100. What do you think? Uh, look at who they're playing this weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> he could get it this weekend. Yeah. Five, five points. Uh, he, all right. So if you don't know, the Avalanche are playing a home and home with a day off in between against Arizona. Has been our kryptonite for the past True. year and a half. So it's no guarantee. But coming off of this loss, maybe Nathan McKinnon gets a little bit angry and goes double nickel <laughs> on uh, shakes yeah. the magic eight ball. Signs yeah. are looking good. <laughs> um, and point-wise for the Avs, you had Nachuskin, McKinnon, Comfer, um, all with assists, and then Comfer with another goal, and Taves obviously with the power play goal. So that was really it. Just one of those games that uh, yeah, the Avs were off their game. Were off their New game. hook with 18 minutes of ice time. And that pass, which is going to haunt me. Right in the slot, uh, a, a nice pass. I mean, it wasn't a perfect pass from McKinnon, but it was nice enough where he should have just at least threw it on net, dude. But he tried to make a fancy pass over to Miko Rantanen and got intercepted. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of Newhook's minutes have anything to do with Erod. Um, Darren Helm returns quietly to like seven minutes. Mm. That was a that was like a WrestleMania return. Like that was just out of nowhere. Like, hey, by the way. Darren He's Hill. Playing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, yeah. okay. Let's right? go. Yep. So so it's over. The the streak is over. Um, and you know, you just start another one up, end the season on a high note. And you know, you can do that right now. Two games against Arizona. Let's get to our last point of business, which is our lockdown avalanche sound check. Kyle and I pick one song each that we feel best summarizes uh, the most recent game. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. So what do you got for this one, sir? Abs and... Sorry, I'm looking up my song. Oh, you're, you're The uh, Abs and Penguins. And Penguins, go ahead. Uh, Soundcheck would be... Everybody, look at the standings. Mm-hmm. Put this song on in the playlist. This is Cake. With I will survive. <laughs> great I mean, version of the song, by the way. It's a really great version of the song. And it's a good like put everything in perspective. Like, yes, the loss was not great, but we are still okay. Yeah. We have a a positive weekend coming up where you can get back on track, maybe even take first, depending on how everything else shakes in the league. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right. Yeah. And as far as albums go. When, when, you know, there's always those albums that just take you right back to where you were when you first heard them and like your, your youth and your teenage years. Cake's Fashion Nugget is it one of those for me, man. Yep. Definitely one of like that is an all time fit. Probably a top five album for me all time. Absolutely. I remember that buying album. that album at FYE with my last $20 I had from my job, bought it with um, the, all of the 007 theme songs. Mm-hmm. I got those two CDs. With my $20 bill. That was $20 well spent, sir. Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, I am going to kind of circle back to, if you couldn't tell, I was a little bit upset over this uh, (laughs) non-fighting that the Avalanche did or did not do uh, with Jeff Carter. So uh, I'm going to continue that frustration and summon the one and only Marilyn Manson. Um, And he's got a song called Use Your Fists and Not Your Mouth. 
That's really wish what I wish the Avalanche did was user the the yapping. I'm sure there was some yapping going on, but you needed to do more than that. You needed to use your, your fists. Marilyn Manson made this song for me on this specific day. I should There's, have went with why can't we be friends and just been Shaggy Von Pacifist yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh go check those songs out. And uh yeah, so um all right, that's gonna wrap it up for today, everybody. Fire away in the comments. What are you feeling? It's it, it's a loss. It's not like I think Kyle's song is a, a perfect song. Like we will survive. Everything's okay. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely out of their element. So um, all right, we will be back, and uh, we should be back tomorrow. I got some stuff going on at, at work, but um, depending on how the day goes, we should be back tomorrow. If not, we might even do a, a show because the Avs are playing two against Arizona. Maybe we'll do a weekend show. I don't know. We'll just have to see how this thing plans out. One way or another, we will be back, but. As far as this show goes, thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Obviously, that's always appreciated. And he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you later. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.